Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The passion for the world's beautiful game has never been stronger. And now there is one place to get all your insight, analysis, and hot topic discussion. Especially if you're a fan of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy, or their heated rival, LAFC. It's time to roll out the ball and kick things off here on the Believe Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, former MLS goalkeeper Dan Kennedy and soccer broadcast veteran Mark Rogandino. It has been an exciting weekend in Major League Soccer, and now it is time to discuss everything that went down with LAFC and the LA Galaxy with my man and my partner here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Of course, I'm talking about none other than former Chivas USA, FC Dallas, LA Galaxy goalkeeper Dan Kennedy, and my name is Mark Rogandino. Uh, what is up, people? A good weekend. Uh, some results. For some. Went, for, for some, it went one way. For others, it went another way. And then, of course, that leads us into our MLS All-Star conversation. We've dipped into that a little bit, DK, uh, in the past. But we'll go in-depth with everything that went down in Orlando that we saw. Buddy, I, I, I'm just I'm almost at a loss. I uh, Riding the high of highs after shellacking lafc let's not let's um, not get it let's not get carried it's, away it's it one wasn't way a just it one was, way best okay. performance of the season uh felt like it was going to be the shot in the arm that put the galaxy back on track to uh go and push the top of the table this team the only thing i've come down to is this team's just bipolar man it's one way or the other and when things don't go well the wheels just come off for nothing at portland um you called it, dude. I got I got to hand it to you. You said it's just too too emotional of a week and a win over LAFC, and that they would drop off, and indeed they they did. They dropped off, and their marking looked loose, and they didn't have that same conviction that they had that that really brought them onto the level of of LAFC. Let me hop in right there. Let me hop in right there. So you, you talk about that level of conviction as a player who who, who played so many games in this league. Can you see the rest of your teammates, even yourself? Can you see yourself getting amped up as high as they were, but yet in control against LAFC, right? Because that was the best we've seen the Galaxy look the entire season. Can you see them finding that in other games? I'm not talking about just knockout games, MLS Cup playoffs. I'm talking about now down the stretch with 11, 12 games left on the schedule. Can they find that mantra? Can they find that gear and play the way they did against LAFC against other teams, or is are in your back of your head you're like that might have been a one off because they were really really good that game. No, I, I think they're a team that if we're talking down the stretch, we're talking playoffs. I, I think they're a team that no one wants to you face. You got to get there first, DK. Uh, buddy, they're gonna get there. I'm not worried about them getting there. Uh, but what if if you're in a if you're in a playoff series against Galaxy and they show up like they showed up against LAFC, no team's gonna want to play them. Um, that said, I mean, they're, they're not going to, it doesn't, well, that's a good point, but they they haven't necessarily been spectacular at home. They've just been inconsistent. My biggest disappointment, uh, in the game against Portland is throughout the, throughout the season up to this point, somebody has been missing, right? Someone's always been missing. Now take Alessandrini out of the picture because he's long-term injury. But, you know, when, when things were undulating, I could say, ah, well, you know, Dos Santos wasn't there. Alessandrini's out. They haven't re- – but Fabio Alvarez is in. He's in form. 
Yeah, I mean, this was your first team that you put out there against Portland, and you just flub. You have you have a dud. Um, the one and when you talk about like that team energy or or chemistry, and you can see it or you can feel it when you watch them play. This is the one thing that is very impressive about Atlanta United and LAFC. They don't have a lot of history. They haven't been together for a long time, but you can see them have that commitment to one another, the belief in one another. And that's kind of what's lacking for the Galaxy. It feels to me that, yeah, there's still a, a team that is is coming through major transition uh, after the Bruce Arena era. And yep. uh, it's stabilizing for sure but there's still a heck of a lot of work to be done. So then when I look at uh, Portland, just based on this result and kind of what we've seen from Giovanni Savarese's side in the last, let's call it the last six weeks, basically since they had a chance to have some home games. Like this I Portland think that, team. I think this team is a dark horse team in the Western Conference. I really do because they, they didn't come out uh, they didn't come out with flying colors out of the first three months of the season, three oh, and a half and, months of the season. No, and, but they did, but they weren't, they weren't buried either. Right. They weren't right. buried. And yeah, now all it of a must sudden be noted, it must be noted that their stadium was under construction. Front part of their schedule was loaded on the road and they just scrapped and clawed and, and got, got themselves to a point where they were competitive, but by no means was it an easy run for them. Brian, uh, is it Brian Fernandez? Yes. Uh, the, the striker that they've had, uh, this guy, this this guy is he's, a he's sick. prolific. Oh, yeah. his runs off the ball, uh, his ability to find spaces to dip into, and he's a clinical finisher. I mean, what a great what a great addition midseason. When you're looking at a front office and you're saying, you know, and even LAFC could think about this, right? Are you looking at you're looking at someone to add for a specific position? This guy, they crushed it on this one. He, he actually reminds me of Joseph Martinez. He's like the undersized pit bull, really strong, uh, low center of gravity striker, powerful runner. Um, you give him a little bit of space uh, and he, he'll, he'll find a way to exploit it. Um, and because you had like I, I look at the, the combination now you have Diego Valeri, who's just he, he's like Roger Federer, you know, he's just so smooth um, and he's not fast, but he's elegant. Uh, he, he, he's, I mean, he, he teed up, um, Daniel stairs for a goal on a mistouch in which stairs tried to close him down and then he nutmegs him and then easily beats David Bingham. Um, but you have the, the, the these complementary pieces, uh, in the attack where, um, you don't have a true number nine or point forward, but Brian Fernandez can get the job done. Um, Bobasi is dangerous and Blanco's good deliver of the ball. Um, and this was a game, I don't know if you saw the stat, um, but this was a game that Diego Char didn't play in. And it was something like over the past three seasons, if Diego Char didn't play, Portland hadn't won. (laughs) Literally. Because the, the dude is a destroyer. The, dude, he's a beast. He's, he's a, a, he's a, he's a wrecker in the middle of the park. And then all of a sudden the ball pops loose and somebody passes it forward to the next guy. Right. He covers so much ground and he, he's just a, he's a dog for the team and he works so hard. 
and uh, underrated player in the league. I, I mean, he really. He, yeah, but he, but that's a position. That's a number six position. Correct. Those guys are, seem to always be under. Correct. Like I think of years of Ozzy Alonso in, in in Seattle, and it wasn't until after people saw what Seattle was doing and he was right. he was being the disruptor, the destroyer in there. Then finally, they were like, "Oh wow, this guy's actually pretty good," you know? Yeah, yeah. But no, this uh, this this Portland team's legit, and where they've improved is actually defensively from last season. Um, with Morera uh, at right back, getting up, getting up and down the field, um, and I actually think Clark uh, is an improvement in goal too. So yeah, this is a dark horse. They're gonna, they're, they're this is a playoff team that that has uh, has some potential for sure. Okay, let's not get too far off topic, and let's do it a little different this week. Okay, that way we keep everyone uh, infused with en- energy. Yeah, and on your toes, and on your toes this week. Uh, first, your comment about Steve Clark in goal. How huge is that save he makes? It's already one nothing Portland. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. makes a massive save, yes. and then they go right back down to the other end of the field, and they score to make it two nothing. Uh, that's how quickly things can swing in major league soccer. Yeah. And on the broadcast, it was begging for this, this goalkeeper explanation, which it didn't, it didn't receive. But when the ball's in a wide position, the crosser gets so deep into a corner, so tight to the, to the end line that he doesn't have an opportunity to, to shoot. Right. And you'll see goalkeepers still stay strong to the post, the near post in that, in that scenario. And it's a it's a it's a poor tactical decision, and and um, you can you can get punished on it, but if you get punished on it, you can't always tell to the naked eye if you're not analyzing where their starting position is. And if you watch that play that Steve Clark made that amazing save on, that was the catalyst to the second goal. Right when the ball, right when the the server gets deep enough into the uh, in line. Clark drops off the post, starts backpedaling towards the middle of the goal to give himself a position to cover the entirety of the goal. And that's what made the save. I mean, it was a decision, uh, you know, a split second before the ball was served. Um, and it was one that, that, yeah, you're right. The game could have been 1-1 had he not made it. Uh, and let me say this. Uh, while it was a fantastic effort from Steve Clark in goal to secure the shutout in the game, uh, we are going to have to quickly touch on his low V-neck uh, shirt that he wears into and out of the stadium. That was absolutely <laughs> horrendous. Zero, Steve. If you ever catch any of this, zero style points. But first hey, time I've ever seen have, a V-neck with the belly with the belly button showing. <laughs> if you have the guts to rock it, dude, all the more power to you. All the more power to you. Might as well um, just cut that thing down, wear it open. That's that's right. Maybe like turn it into a cardigan. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as I as I mentioned, DK, keeping people on their toes. We've digested uh, this loss for the Galaxy at Portland by a score of four to nothing. But now uh, it doesn't get much easier, and this is almost similar to what uh, we'll talk about LAFC in a little bit. So now all of a sudden they're going to go to Atlanta, and I want you to give me what you envision, and I want you to give me your prediction here. Well, I mean, predictions are becoming. <laughs> evidently difficult with galaxy because you can have a a, a a team performance of the week against lafc you go up to portland and you just have an absolute you lay an egg um this atlanta team is actually uh coming around and that that's what concerns me is now you've 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 hit the peak of your season after the lafc game you go take one on the chin in portland 
and things are only going to get harder in Atlanta. So I, I actually don't think they get a result here. I think they lose two to one. Um, it, Atlanta's defense is pretty darn good. Uh, no Ibrahimovic, um, yellow card suspension, I believe. So uh, no Ibra. Um, you're going to have to get creative on how you're going to break this Atlanta team down. And with 70,000 people in the stadium and Atlanta's ability on the ball and willingness to possess, uh, it's going to be hard for Galaxy's playmakers to get in the game. Taking Mike drop. Mike <laughs> take, taking, I had to, I had to gather my thoughts for a moment. Uh, uh, taking, sli- taking a swig over there. Let me join you. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Uh, when we record, we're never shy to uh, make sure you have your uh, roadie. Anyways, taking LA Galaxy out of the equation with how they played two weeks ago, Dan against LAFC. Uh, the the match I saw the other night with Atlanta United and LAFC, and we're going to dip into that in a moment, inside Bank of California Stadium. Uh, This is right now, and I was totally wrong because a few months back on another show, I said, I don't think Atlanta United recover from this awful start. They have completely recovered. Whatever, if it's Frank DeBoer's system, and they finally figured it out. Oh, they they got a damn good team, too. And they've got a ton of talent. And let's be Uh, honest, Rose, you and I could be on the sideline of that team. We get them in the playoffs. You've got a great, oh my, I mean, there, <laughs> yes. And, and it, it, you know, it helps. You hear that Carlos Poganegra? Yeah, that's right. You know, it, you know, what helps is that you have Braguzan in, in goal. Like he, he is, he is just, he, he's so solid. He's so solid. And it's like his commanding, pre- he does all the things that I wish sometimes other goalkeepers around the league did. Like it's that first few crosses that come in. He's like, I got it. Boom. And and then the rest of the time, you know, the forwards were thinking, well, I'm not going to win anything in the air here. The first half chance another team has, boom, no problem, save. You know, you it takes it takes a lot of shuffle, a lot of uh, anxiety in a game for him to all, for all of a sudden for him to give one up. And I was so surprised that he, anyways, he gave up four. We'll get into that in a minute. But my point is, I think that Atlanta is going to risk. They are they are the next to LAFC the way they play. For me, they're the other best team in, in, in the league right now. And so I will say, I think they're going to, without Polenta, without Ibrahimovic, uh, it's not a huge thing. Alvarez, Efrain Alvarez suspended. This is going to be a 4 nothing game. Ooh. Atlanta. Yeah. Ooh. Back-to-back 4 nothing games. And then we're wow. going to say, we're going to say, oh my goodness, what is going on with the wow. Galaxy right now? Wow. Well, I think you're... I think you've I think you've you've lost it, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna add one more layer. I'm gonna add one more layer. I agree. It's gonna be on. it's gonna be a tough game. They can be four nothing, but it's gonna be a you tough s- game. You said at the beginning, you said at the beginning when I said they have to make the playoffs and you said they will. I'm not even worried about that. They will I'm, I'm worried about that. Oh come if on. I'm a if I'm a Galaxies fan, I'm worried about that. Because I can I am. I can name six teams that I know it's seven, but I can name six teams that, that I think will be ahead of them. Okay. Well, we can talk. We can talk about that. We can talk about that on the wrap when we start kicking teams out of playoffs tonight. That's right. That's right. So let's go to LAFC and their home win against Atlanta United. Uh, I would agree. I think you would too. LAFC. Oh, they, you know what? I, listen, let me just. They held it. on. They held on to win it. Yeah. It was. I it was hoping that they were going to lose it, it, it because they, there was enough time for them to lose it. Of course you were. Of course you were. Yeah. Because you know what I felt like? I felt like you know what? This is great. This is one of the best teams I've ever seen in Major League Soccer. They had they they fell apart against the Galaxy last week, 
And if they lose this game up three one, is it up four one? And 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 in cruise control. And if they lose this game, a lot of questions would be asked. You know, no no doubt. So I was kind of I was kind of getting on that Atlanta bandwagon as the game was getting late. There, I'm like (laughs) saying, hey, hey, this might happen. And I might you know, have a chance to redeem, redeem myself on the Believe Sports Podcast Network midweek with Rogues. But they lived, they they held the momentum of, they right. actually did, they actually, listen to me here, DK, they actually did what the Galaxy did to them the week before. Right? It was LAFC the week before against the Galaxy who delivered a good jab on the chin that was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that right. stings, that, that stings, oh my God. And then all of a sudden the Galaxy came back and throttled three goals in to make it three to one. Yeah. Vela gets a late one to make it three two, merely cosmetic at that point. Yeah. Well, this week, this week, Atlanta United scores two minutes in the second minute. They score bad, bad scramble around the box and a good finish from Mo Adams. It's two. It's one nothing. Well, guess what? LAFC took some time, but about thirty minutes later, they had a fifteen minute span that was highlight worthy, where they put the ball in the back of the net four times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. And yes, yes, Atlanta United gets one in stoppage time from Joseph Martinez. By the way, Joseph Martinez, he is the only guy that could probably he, he, Carlos he, Vela. He can he could catch Vela. He's relentless, dude. He's relentless. He because one this is Wondolowski's key is he is relentless. He is nonstop. He's so hungry. And when like Wanda has quality. He's at he's the all time leading goal scorer for for a reason, right? But he does. Wando doesn't have Joseph Martinez quality. <laughs> right. This the, guy's talent the, the is tool, unbelievable. The tools, the tools yes. are not the same. Yes. He, he's, he, he has a different set of tools uh, on his tool belt. Um, so yeah, th- this guy is relentless. He, he, you could put him, you, you know what, you could go put him on FC Cincinnati and he would help them tremendously. Yeah, no, there, you could probably list 15 teams in the league right now. If you put him in, all of a sudden, I mean, that team would would it would elevate, you know, three or four spots in the standings right. because you're talking about Wando, right? I mean, Wando no, either, or, either or Joseph, but I was talking about Joseph. I'm saying this is a one man wrecking crew. He, he just he's so he's so sneaky, right? All of a sudden, all of a sudden the ball pops loose. He can finish that way. But he also his little bending runs into back a little pocket of space on the back post. And you're like, as long as the ball gets there, this guy's going to get ahead to it. Right. I mean, he. And and, he, and again, I think he is the guy that if Carlos Vela is not going to win the Golden Boot, Joseph Martinez yeah, it'll will be Ibrahimovic. Just go on. Some... <laughs> uh, so, by the way, um, Dan Kennedy had LAFC winning two to one. I had LAFC winning three to one. So we both got a point for that. Uh, Dan had the Galaxy winning three to one. I had Portland winning. Three nothing. So I was just off. So I don't get the extra point there. Dan got the point on his wild card game. He had Toronto beating Cincinnati. Didn't get the right score, but he did get the result. And I had Minnesota beating Vancouver. That turned out to be a draw. So we both picked out two of the three possible points last week. What is your prediction for LAFC this week? Intriguing matchup here at the coaching head coaching position. LAFC head all the way across the country to take on the Red. New England Revolution, who has been one of the hottest teams for about two months now since Bruce Arena took over. I think it's 11 matches in MLS unbeaten, I want to say. And so you got Bruce Arena with the Revs, Bob Bradley with LAFC. I mean, you told me yourself, Bob Bradley was 
was the first babysitter for Kenny Arena. <laughs> I mean, that's got to mean something. I mean, it just typical Bruce fashion. Who, by the way, is on the LAFC coaching staff. I know, I know. A typical Bruce fashion. Well, imagine this. Uh, you know, Kenny joins LAFC after Bruce leaves uh, the national team and 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 Bruce goes in Bruce goes uh, on his on his leave of of absence from from the coaching community for just a short period of time. He takes New England Revolution. I mean, you would have to imagine that Kenny was getting some some stick from the coaches on LAFC. You know what I mean? Like, like they had like, to have been given. So are you, are you out of here? Go, so yeah, are so you, you out of here? Going with dad? You gonna go with dad or what? You know. Um, so this is a great. This is a great matchup, and in br- typical Bruce fashion, only he could say something that is a, a compliment and a backhanded compliment at the same time. Um, but yeah, Bruce and it's this coaching tree that's been so su- successful that Bruce and, and Bob have come from. Um, I, I think New England remain uh, on this on this great, you know, unbeaten run. I, I do. I think it's a tricky field to play at in Gillette Stadium. It's not a great atmosphere or environment. Um, I think that team's got a little bit of swagger to them now, a little bit of belief. And the one thing Bruce will do is he'll he'll ask his team to go out and attack them a little bit. Um, so I think this game will be a draw, and I'm gonna say it's two two. Interesting, interesting, DK. Um, what has me concerned is that uh, Mark Anthony K. After your team played in the All Star game, yes, Carlos Vela, uh, Diego Rossi, and Walker Zimmerman. Although they didn't obviously didn't put in ninety minute shifts, but they were down out there in Orlando for the MLS All Star game. But I do know this that it has been arranged that uh, those players will then head straight up the coast, east coast, to the New England area and meet the team there. So it's not as if they're traveling all the way across the country, which I think is a big deal. Um, so, ooh, you hear that sound effects, people? So, um, but it's a tough game because I, and for me, and I, you can probably speak to it better than me, Dan, the fact that sometimes you go to uh, Gillette Stadium out there, it's 30 minutes outside of Boston, and it's such a big stadium. It's one of those sixty. It's one of those few that are left football stadiums, sixty thousand plus seat stadium, and yet you're only going to have seventeen to twenty thousand fans there. Yeah, and it it's be, just, it's it, just, this it, time of year it can be extremely brutal, hot, and humid. Brutal. Yeah, extremely hot and humid. I don't care if it's a night game or not. Um, no, I mean a little bit of a fan support, but nothing to get excited about, especially when you're LAFC. Uh, I, and the, the, the surface is one of the worst in the league. So, um, cross the board with the all-star game, you just have a handful of things stacking up against you here. Um, and I actually don't think it draws necessarily that bad of a result either. Considering you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, but there's something about this team when they're on the road and they get infused with, Hey, it's just us against everybody else that's here. Right. And I'm going to call it a 3-1 LAFC win. Oof. Oof. That's bold, buddy. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. it. I like it for 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 me closing the gap on that on that uh on that spread that I need to make up. Uh, yeah, right. Which you are still down by 7 by the way. Uh <laughs> let me ask you this. Let me ask you this about this. Uh I saw Bruce Arena was quoted. I got, yeah, I got one question. Let me ask you we, first we, this. Okay. Bru- Bruce Arena was quoted as saying, 
based on everything that he's done to turn this Revs team around because they were all but at this point we would be putting them on our done and dusted list which oh, yeah. we'll get to in just a minute uh, just a minute here um but the way that he's turned them around in replacing Brad Friedel there uh, and he said this is going to be a litmus test this is going to be a opportunity for us to see where our team ranks right now this season as players when you hear your coach say that are you thinking it's just one game. I mean, it, it is just one game. If you lose this game, you tie this game, whatever, you don't play well, but you turn around and you reel off another six without going unbeaten. I mean, h- how can you put so much stock in it, even though it's LAFC coming to town? I think it's, you know, this is a little motivation quote for, from Bruce, but I, you know, I imagine you frame this. If I put myself in Bruce's shoes that fellows, listen, this has been a tremendous experience since I've gotten here. Um, you're going to play the best team in the league. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing You have nothing to lose. Just go out there and continue to do what you've been doing the past 10 weeks, and we're going to be just fine. You know? Like, and so, yeah. Yeah, I, to me, I, I, that's where I think you, you'll, have a de- you'll have a good performance from New England. Um, and, you know, back to the question I was going to ask you is, who, who the heck's going to be in goal? This, this would be – I have no inside info. But this would be my gut right now is you can't turn around and change. You can't turn around and just switch Sniega. right back right now because it's got to be Cisniega again, who was in goal in the win against Atlanta. If he doesn't win that game, then I think the conversation is open. But you tell me, Dan, you've been, but Dan, you've been in, you've been in those situations. And if he pulls Cisniega now and puts Tyler Miller back in goal, aren't both yeah. guys mentally just F? Yeah. Well, I, I just don't, I, I don't think Tyler had that bad of a performance against the galaxy to, to stay that Cisniega should get the nod. Okay. Um, but you know what? I don't, you know, I don't watch him in training every week. Cisniega had a great couple games when he, he got his run when Tyler was with the national team. Well, Bob did say this, and this is on the record. You can see it on LAFC's Twitter. Uh, Bob did say this when when someone asked about that situation. He said the fact that Tyler Miller, over the six weeks with the national team, didn't play a minute, did, didn't get a game, and to not get a game over the course of six weeks when you went from being incredible and being your sharpest and helping this team to where they were. Yes, I know we've discussed well, it here before. Yeah, yeah I don't know about incredible. I don't know about incredible. We don't know how good he is, man. This is a great team. Um, LAFC is such a good team. It's gonna it's gonna protect a goalkeeper. Uh, this is a great. This is gonna be a great um, measurement on when Tyler gets his his next chance. I don't know if it's coming this week or not. Uh, but it's a this is a it's a slippery slope. I yes, think. it is. What with when, when you start changing goalkeepers out, well, who's going to be our number one? Ah, it's open for competition. That's how we do everything. Uh, with goalkeepers, it's different, and it's a slippery that's a, slope. That's a conversation in, but that's a conversation in like February and March. That's not a conversation exactly. in. Well, this in is end of July, and this is the last thing you want to do with how good your team's performing. Is get a couple goalkeepers that are a little bit nervous. And play, yep. thinking that if I don't make it happen today, it's never going to happen. If I make a mistake. Yes. Or, you know, I have to make the big saves and I start taking bigger chances. That's what I used to do. I would always go like, all right, let's go. I'll go take some chances here because I want to go me, make a big save. Let me add one more layer onto the cake. And that is the fact that uh, I heard. I, that, I only uh, eat ice cream cake, dude. I know. I heard Bob Bradley 
was uh, asked about matching up against Bruce Arena, and he mentioned that uh, he's still upset about the 1993 NCAA Men's Division I semifinal <laughs> where his Princeton team lost to Bruce Arena's Virginia 3-1. to And, of course, Virginia would go on to beat South Carolina and hoist the NCAA College Cup one more time. So if he's looking all the way back to 1993, uh, what is that, 26 years ago, um, I bet I bet that he's going to have his team ready for this matchup here. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, listen, I, he, he, Bob's teams are always ready for the matchup. Um, I, I think the, the other the other thing to note um, in the Atlanta game, I think for me was that Lee Wynn um, started on the bench. Uh, yes, I, I still think, man, this is a guy that's got to be on the field for you. I think he. Um, I think he starts this week. I think he yeah. starts this week. He's well, going back it's to New, New England. England. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's a New England thing for sure. It's a little respect, but um, yeah, I don't know. I still think that I like. I like a lineup without Diamande and with Lee Wynn, depending on who you're playing against. Well, so what does that mean? That means you have Latif Blessing and so the, 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 uh, yeah, Diego the Rossi is the two wide players. Vela up top in the number nine, and then your midfield is Mark Anthony K, Atuesta, and uh, Lee Wynn. Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Um, you know what time it is as we begin to wrap things up here on Believe. You know what time it is? Game time, buddy. Wild card. Wild card. This is an easy one this week, pal. You've given you've given your predictions for the Take Galaxy game, for the LASC game. Now, to try and close that gap, and to this one's going out to our friends Dude, on the I never uh, thought, Vegas Sports, I, I Vegas never, Sports I never Information it, Network. I just never thought it would happen. I never okay. thought that San Jose would be coming out of my mouth for the pick, <laughs> the wild card pick, whatever week, whatever week we're in in Major League Soccer season. But I'm taking San Jose three nothing over Columbus at home. Wow, wow, smash wow. city. The crew have the crew have severely struggled, so I don't find that as a surprising pick. Um, and you know what I will do is uh, I will I will double up on the Houston Dynamo at home. Oh the Dynamo the, the Dynamo at home against the Chicago Fire on uh, Saturday night, and I think that Chicago has just I mean they're almost on our done and dusted list. So they, I'm gonna take they Houston. might be on mine, buddy. They might be on mine. I'm gonna take Houston at home, and that will be a three-one win for the Dynamo against the Fire. Uh, Glenn Davis will surely be on the call. Well, that that's the one guarantee. The other guarantee is Chicago Fire have not won a, a, a road game this season. So I hope that just out of chance they get that victory and it jams you up a little bit. I was testing you and you passed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the last thing we should hit on before we get out of here, the MLS All-Star game. It comes and is now to a close. Uh, it looked like the people in Orlando put on a fantastic night down there in Florida. And there was a lot of content. Wow, there's yes. a lot of content. Oh, we could have been there. We should have been there, buddy. We let's, let's, make, we, let's make a mental note of that. But Atletico Madrid wins the game 3 nothing. And and I, I go back to what I've said before. I just think there's a be- – like, you know what the best part was? Was the skills competition and all that stuff that they had they had on like Twitter. That. And, and yeah. I mean, that, that, stu- that stuff was really, really cool. Yeah. But if you're showcasing the stars of Major League Soccer and then they lose 3 nothing to a club team from – yeah. yeah, this I is a good I, people on the outside are like, what? Wait, what just happened? 
This is a this is actually a great uh, segue here because the attendance for these ICC games is is all time low. Right, the the buzz of the international teams coming over here in the summer months to play games is just not as exciting as it was. That's the reality. Five years, uh, ago. yeah, F- five years ago. I mean, it went. When these there was there was thirty thousand plus people at each of these stadiums to get a chance to right. see them. Right. So that that metric alone should drive some decision making. And okay, well, if, if it's not that important for the for the the paying um, soccer viewer in a stadium and in, in the United States to go watch a premier um, football club from Europe. Uh, play play each other, then then we don't need to do it for the All Stars. And and what would be the best thing to do for the All Stars if you're still going to have a game, which you should. It's kind of an American sports tradition, is do it East versus West and have it mean something. You know, do it East versus West, and it's like, well, uh, I mean, in the in baseball, which I'm not sure this would work in Major League Soccer, you get home field advantage um, in the playoffs. I don't yeah, think that, I, mean, I don't I don't think that works in 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 Major League Soccer, but it could be something, you know. What what whether it's East versus West, or whether it is USA versus the World, or right. yeah, that's um, another great another I, great idea. Or I, I've said it before here on Believe. I think you go back to you go back to talking about you know like teams Laton versus Team Vela and let them right. do yeah. the day before let them do a schoolyard you know draft or I had one other idea that I think would be great uh, how about if you put together taking a page out of the NHL how about if in the middle of say the Orlando Stadium where they were where they were this week how about if you put in like a futsal field and you made three teams of five that had you know had 10 guys on each team and you made and you turned it into a tournament Right. So team team right. Vela and they play futsal. They play something completely. I guess then you're probably bringing injuries into yeah. it or. Yeah. But what it, I mean, they're just. Well, I mean, uh, listen, they're playing I mean, and they could get injured as they're as they're playing eleven on eleven right now. Anyway, I'm just saying like you have to make it different. It can't be. It can't just be the MLS All Stars playing against Manchester United, Atletico Madrid, Tottenham Hotspur, Everton. It just can't be that anymore. It, it, yeah, it's 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 tired. It needs to be refreshed. And, and the reality is for the players that get invited to this, it's a special experience. But there's also bonuses involved, man. It's, it, it is about the money. And uh, if you opened it up to where it was an all MLS thing, it would include more players and include more guys getting paid. And it actually would, actually would be probably a more true vote on who deserves to be there because right. you open up that player pool. And that's, that's kind of the, you know, when I was playing um, – was kind of a joke, like, well, it's a popularity contest anyway. Doesn't matter how good how good of a season you have. So, but, but, it, you but know, if you got selected, if you got selected, you're pretty oh, you're dang stoked. happy. You're yeah. stoked. You're stoked. Yeah. Uh, but there's always, you know, there's always more than a handful of players that get snubbed big time. Um, so yeah, that, that that's uh, valid point, Rogues. That's gonna do it for this week. Predictions are in. Check back with us next week to see how they all turned out. Also, do us a favor. Um, if you are a regular listener, go follow Dan or I on social media. You can look us up or right out there on where you find your podcast and you listen to us on Believe. Go in there and write some comments. What do you want to hear more of? What What do you like less of? 
Do you want us to get away from our predictions? Ah, we couldn't do that. Uh, do you want Dan to talk less? No, we couldn't do that. <laughs> do you want me to talk less? That is very well possible, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I, I, no, I'm not sure that's possible, but we would all uh, like that to happen. Yes, we would. We have had we have had some great ratings over the last couple of weeks. We want to keep that up. Uh, thanks to all our friends at the Believe Sports Podcast Network for DK. I'm M. Rogo, uh, and we look forward to talking more MLS, LAFC, LA Galaxy with you next week right here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.